This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we're on episode 29. So next week's going to be our Bigfoot special which we have done zero prep for. So <laughs> we're uh, super excited about how much work we have to do for that. Um, little bit of news from the show. So this is actually only a couple days after we recorded our last episode. Um, so no extra call outs. All we want to say is uh, congrats again to Francis Jacqueline for winning our first drawing. So if you would like to be in the second drawing because she won a $20 Amazon gift card um, and we had a couple other people win some of our new stickers, which look good. So when they show up, I will post a picture and then send them out. Um, but if you'd like to be in the second drawing, all you have to do is reach out to us or leave a review on iTunes and then somehow make sure we know that that's you. Um, as long as you do one of those two things, you'll be entered in a second drawing. So please do that. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at SkepSkepPod on all of them. Just SkepSkepPod is our username. Also, we set up a voicemail number for scary stories that you can leave like any scary story at pretty much at any time. And then we'll put them on the very next listener story episode, which we're gearing up to do. So if you have any scary story at all, having to do with like a creepy experience from when you were younger of like a person who almost kidnapped you, like so human beings or paranormal or anything at all, just any creepy story, uh, we'd love to hear it. So that phone number is 361-233-2853. 361-233-2853. I'll also put it in the liner notes and it's also on our social media so you can get a hold of that. If you'd prefer text, like we can take um, email, so skepticalskeptics at gmail.com or again, reach out to us on social media at skepskeppod on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. So you can get a hold of us any which way, but any story, short or long, and actually a bunch of short ones would be cool too, uh, we'd love to take. So please get those to us as soon as possible. And if you do submit a story, you'll also be uh, included in the next drawing. So that's a lot of fun stuff about the show. Oh, also, we are Big Heads Media. I did put that on the last episode. Um, so we are officially a part of the Big Heads Media podcast network. So be on the lookout for that stuff. We also have some new shows uh, joining the network. They're all really good. I have listened to like three out of the five or six that just recently joined. Um, but yeah, so I'll be putting my thoughts on those shows out on social media. So look out for that as well. So in the news this week, I noticed that there was a story about a potential like bullet punching through the Milky Way galaxy, uh, which is really interesting. So okay. what it is, is we had some astronomers that were uh, observing the galaxy, right? The Milky Way. Uh -huh. And there are these like clusters of stars that as they kind of like spread out over time they're supposed to spread out linearly okay okay um like along one of the 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 rings of the milky way but they're noticing that some of these clusters that are supposed to be spread out linearly some of the clusters have actually gotten like an indent or a wave put into these lines and that can only be done by something with super super huge gravity right right because i mean these are stars and um 
so the the interesting part behind that, which, I mean, it's interesting in and of itself, but what's really weird about it is there's no traceable uh, luminous objects so no giant star, no giant like, you know, cluster of planets or anything giving off light. There's nothing anti-luminous. So like there's no supermassive black holes that we're tracking that should have done this to these particular groups of stars either. Leading astronomers to think that it might be um, some of our first like hard evidence of large and heavy dark matter that's actually causing this. Um, disturbance. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so they're tracking it down, trying to figure out what path it is, what it is and, and what it's doing in the universe. But it is like punching essentially like holes in our Milky Way galaxy right now, which is pretty interesting. Space is crazy. Space is absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, so that is not really in our realm, but just kind of interesting. It kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Weird I mean, stuff. It might be aliens. There crazy we go. Crazy stuff. Now, now it, it could be aliens. <laughs> there you go. It could be like weird dark matter aliens. Right. So what are you talking about this week? The doodler. I like that. <laughs> the That's all I got. The doodler. Yep. What about doodle Bob? No. Nope. You will probably talk about him too much, but I will not be talking about him. About doodle Bob. Yes. If you don't know what doodle Bob is and you thought I just lost my mind, uh, you probably shouldn't First know off, what it is. You clearly were not a child in the nineties. Yeah. Um, but yeah. second, it, or your parents liked you more. And didn't, yeah, your didn't parents let actually you. cared about your brain cells. <laughs> Wasn't there like a thing that came out, like a study that came out that said watching SpongeBob actually makes you less intelligent? Yeah, like it's one of the few TV shows that literally makes you less intelligent. Yeah, that was the least surprising thing I've ever. Oh heard. yeah, like you don't. You, I could have just like if they were like we're going to do this research about this, I could have been like like save your money, guys. I'll tell you yes. I'll know the answer. It's a definitive yes. <laughs> Anyway, so this week I'm talking about Filipino folk folklore. So something that I liked uh, listening to um, on podcasts before I had my own was different cultures like take on the paranormal. And one thing was seeing like how similar they are from culture to culture, like the 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 idea of a white lady, you know, like the a ghost in white is like across almost every single culture, including Philippines. Um, and seeing those like common ties is like really interesting to me, but also seeing just how like diverse they are as well and the philippines has a rich paranormal culture um i think it's uh, a good combination of the fact that like the the tribal um element is really like still prevalent in their culture while also being mixed with the highly superstitious catholic uh, catholicism yeah right and so they have a, just a very rich paranormal culture. And so I remember some of these from growing up from my mom, but also when I went to the Philippines, like this is, you know, this is what we talked about at night, like with the kids and stuff. And so I just thought it'd be interesting to share that with you guys. I'll also do China at some point because it turns out I'm Chinese. So yes, go, go me for being Chinese. <laughs> uh, anyway, here we go. One of those many um, things we find out when we do our Good old genetics. DNA well, testing. And that one, yeah. We should have found out via genetics, but instead well, we did, found out. you did, kind of. You just didn't pay attention to we it. We didn't pay attention to it. Anyways, yeah. story for a different time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, there's like an umbrella term in Filipino folklore called the Aswangs, which uh, they're, shape they're shapeshifters. They can go from a human form into like various animals. They are a combination of traits similar to ghouls and vampires, uh, like they feed on corpses or on the blood of the living or whatever. Right. So again, this is an umbrella term. Normal we'll, stuff. We'll right. We'll get into some of the specifics. 
Um, Oswangs are also active in both the day and the night and are able to turn humans into Oswangs through biting, similar to vampires. They are feared for breaking into houses to feed on small children and unborn fetuses. Um, And some of them have like an elongated, like tongue-like organ, which protrudes from their mouth to suck fetuses out of the womb while the mothers sleep. Um, And it looks like the alien from Alien. Um, Right. Well, you know, the movie Alien. Uh, so red and black beaded bracelets can be placed on the wrists of newborns as a protective measure against Oswangs. Um, and in Wait, addition, like, do people actually do that? Hmm? Okay. Yeah. And in addition, an Oswang can be repelled and killed with garlic, salt, prayer, holy objects. And when all else fails, decapitation is always a good way to go. So w- there's the Sib- Sigbin, uh, now, here's the thing. I'm not going to whip out like a phony ass uh, Filipino accent. I don't have one. Okay? <laughs> he doesn't at no, all. No, I'm a white boy. So he knows like <laughs> four phrases in Tagalog. I do. And That's it. I, I'm enough that uh, I know enough that when my mom starts cursing at me, I know the general gist of what she's getting at. And that's about <laughs> it. Um, other than that. Yeah. So I'm just going to say it. And if I'm wrong. Mom ain't going to listen to this, so I, I don't know. I don't know if I have any Filipino listeners. If you do, we're sorry. Yeah, so. Anyway, so the Sigbin, probably pronounced Sigbin or something, but <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Um, like, even though it's your people, it sounds like you're being offensive. I know, that's the thing. I'm just not even going to, no, I'm not going to do it. So anyway, it's a type of Aswang, uh, which varies by region, so it can resemble, like, a reptilian crow or a goat, but something I'm sorry, that, a reptilian crow. Yeah. Like a, like a, that's just normal. Yeah. Like a scaly crow. All right. Um, but something that's almost always, uh, like unique to the Sigmin is that its front legs are significantly shorter than its hind legs. And so it moves in a backward crab walk with it, like its head down and it's a humanoid. What? It's a humanoid figure. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I showed oh, her a no. picture. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. I'll, I thought I'll of it post. like kind of cute with its short arms, but no, it's not cute. <laughs> right. So to jog my memory and to get some of these details, I am using an article from Ranker, which is, I think, user posted content, but uh, they attach some photos. So I'll, I'll link to that article. You can see these pictures, but I'll try to describe them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like a crab walking zombie thing. It's creepy looking for sure. Um Anyway, so it smells pretty foul and can jump high distances. Uh, Apparently, they stalk children after sundown and eat all but their hearts. So they'll leave the heart there. And the Sigbin hoard the hearts uh, of their victims and craft amulets out of them. So they like wear them. Okay. So then there's the Matrukulan, um, which I think got mixed with one of the ones that I heard of as a kid. But here's the sketch for Rachel's reaction. What? Go ahead and try to describe it, baby. Is the part that's on the bottom, is that it's like legs? Yeah. It's split in half. Uh, so there's like a a bottom half that that's like standing and then it splits right at the where your stomach meets your thighs. And then it there's this weird thing attaching like like stringy thing. I'm assuming possibly it's insides. Attaching the top half to the bottom half, and the top half has wings. Yep. So this is actually pretty common. You'll see another monster that looks like this as well. Um, but these monsters can split at the waist. And uh, so this monster in particular impregnates virgins and then returns to kill the woman and eat the fetus. Um, which is also common in Filipino monsters. Um, another version of the lore says the matriculon, uh, eats both the mother and the unborn child. And it also has a higher probability of stealing and eating a baby. If it doesn't already have one growing elsewhere. Um, 
And it's believed that a husband can protect uh, the wife and child by swinging a butterfly knife, you know, like uh, yeah. flipping it um, or a Bali song over the belly during labor. So this is something that like uh, culture actually does still happen. So this is the one that I knew, uh, Mananangal. Um, so the Mananangal is very similar to the Matriculan. Here's a picture, Rach. It's basically just your average fly demon thing. Yep. So it looks like a flying demon. So the thing about the Mananangal is uh, it is a type of aswang that can also be called the tick-tick, um, which is a result of the noise that it makes when it's flying. Um, so the weird thing is, Ooh. like, it'll actually uh, tick louder when it's further and then tick quieter as it approaches. So... Very Why creepy. do I hate that more? I, I feel like yeah, I used to think I hated the getting louder thing. I hate that way more. No, it is. It's the worst. Because um, you're like, oh, it's it's going, it's going away. away. And then it's like here, like, oh, Ooh. I'm done flying because I'm right in front of you now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, the creature takes on a form of an attractive female uh, with weathered bat wings. OK, uh, also capable of detaching the upper body from the lower body and flying off with the upper half when hunting. Um, and in order to kill one. So this is the one that like me, Andrew, Steve, like all my relatives, like always like this is the, the main detail that like uh, it was interesting kind of seeing it on the Internet because I've never Googled it before. So right. the thing that like stuck out in my childhood is uh, you have to find the lower half of the body when she's hunting and then sp like spread salt or ash on the wound in order to prevent them from being able to come together again. So we always like, I don't know, joked about like, you know, what if you just saw a waste in the street? Like you better grab the salt or whatever. Like it's just such an odd thing that it you really stuck out to me. You just assume that someone like their body is now ripped in half. <laughs> right. Your first assumption because yeah, of that would be. Salt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so then there's also the Tyanak. Tyanak. Oh, it's like a demon Sorry. baby. It's a demon baby. Yeah. So in the Philippines, it's believed that the souls of unbaptized babies, again, going back to the Catholicism, will go into a spirit state, um, or a state of limbo, sorry, uh, after death and then return as evil spirits though. So these little mythological creatures, um, are hypnotic and they have sharp teeth and the power to shape shift. So what they'll do is they start crying like a baby right in the woods. Mm -hmm. And so then they'll, it'll lure out an adult uh, to go and save the baby. And some victims of the monsters have actually said that they find the baby. And then when they pick it up, it transforms and uh, tries to eat them. Um, so then there's the Bangungat, which is just a fat lady. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so uh, it's just it takes the form of an old fat woman uh, and, that lives in the trees and she will sit. I remember this one from childhood, too, uh, but she'll sit her fat ass on your like chest and like suffocate you to death. But anyway, okay. so what that one is, is it's tied to environmentalism, I would guess, like like tribal environmentalism, because what it is, is she'll attack if you hurt a like specific mess with tree the woods, yeah, yeah. or her tree. Then there's the Encanto. Uh, which are like uh, fairies. Yeah, um, it's gonna look like also very similar to what my mom used to talk about, which was the duende, um, which is also a, a Mexican and South American um, monster as well. Uh, but anyway, so they're environmental or elemental spirits. Uh, they've been compared to elves, fairy or sirens. Uh, their behavior can be very unpredictable, so they can either give you good fortune like gold, like a leprechaun or um, make horrible things happen. Uh, a lot of the old shamans used to try to communicate with them on holy days and appeal to their generous side. Um, however, they can they can do some bad stuff. So there are actually members of my family who thought that like one of the cousins was killed by these. Um, oh, wow. OK. Yeah, because 
uh, they said that uh, she was like a healthy, like 11 year old girl, really close to my mom. And uh, she ran out into the woods and then they found her dead. And there was like, and like, they even remembered like seeing like little things like running around oh her gosh. and stuff. Yeah. So, um, wait, what, like what happened? They don't know. Like what was the cause of death? They, they don't know. Oh yeah. So I don't like that. Yeah. It's not ideal. My mom will tell you the story. Maybe we'll do a list her story with that. I, she could have been pulling my leg as a kid, but I'm pretty, I mean, she, she was like really sad. My mom <laughs> I really is not, hope she wasn't. Yeah. My mom's not a jokester. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so then there's the tick malung, which is the, of course, famed and famous um, reverse centaur, which everyone hates. <laughs> so Ew. if you don't know what I'm talking about, Yucky. there's a meme that's like nobody likes reverse centaur. Uh, you can Google it. But anyway, so it's got the head of a horse, the body of a man. Um, I just in my eyes, it's just too top heavy. Oh, yeah. You I just mean, fall over. It just looks weird. With that big old head. Yeah. There's it, no way. There's, yeah. Th- there's a reason why these don't run around freely in, in the actual world. Like it's just, it, it's weird looking. Um, also they're just like naked and still have hooves. It's, it's not ideal. Um, but anyway, so according to most of the legends up in the North, the creature is mostly harmless and it doesn't eat babies. Um, but it finds like that it, you need to specify that yeah. because so it's many like the of the first one that doesn't eat babies. All the rest of them do. Yeah. Right. Um, but apparently, like, they find it funny to make travelers, like, hallucinate. And so the only way to make them stop is by flipping your shirt inside out and telling them to knock it off. I love that. <laughs> what? I, like, going throughout life, I just wish that was, like, the way to make most things happen, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I better flip my shirt inside out. Um, but according to the stories from the South, it's a little more, quite a bit more evil. It's a red-eyed demon horse, and it constantly is, like, puffing a cigar. Um they're prone to fits of rage and will stomp people to death, um, according Ooh. to the South. Yeah. Wait, with, with their human feet or with their... Hooves. They have hooves. Or with their... No, but I thought... If they're that's human the, on the bottom... That's the only part of them. So they have hands of a human, but the only part of them that's horse at the bottom is a tail and hooves. Okay. Anyway, um, but apparently if you pluck three hairs from its mane, it'll be your slave forever. Which apparently is a very hard feat to accomplish because nobody has a... Freaking yeah, I'm pretty sure if someone did, they'd have like all these pictures. <laughs> right. Look at my slave. Look at this thing. It's crazy. So then there's the Mamba Barang, which is an evil witch who conjures spirits and uses creepy insects to enter the body of any person they choose. I mean, would this be lore and like creepy stories if there wasn't a witch? Exactly. Uh, which the word for witch is also like just the straight up Spanish word for witch there, which is bruja. And like my mom called my my sister a bruja like forever and then like <laughs> one day i was like what does that even mean and she used to call me demonio and like i was like oh it's an endearing term right <laughs> no she was calling us a witch and a demon and i was just like what in the hell i figured this out when i was like i don't know five or six i was like that's not like okay and then my dad like lovingly and endearingly calls my mom a witch as well and i was like oh this isn't like normal you know <laughs> um but yeah and like all the time i mean demonio and RJ, synonymous in my mind, right? Love it. Um, but yeah, anyway. Is she wrong, though, about little kids? No, no, no. I really was a demon, too. That was a horrible <laughs> kid. Anyway, so um, after performing the necessary ritual, the witch directs the bugs to enter every orifice of the intended oh. victim. 
The invasion will plague the person with conditions like ear aches and hemorrhoids, hence like where it actually started. Um, the victim will only be free from the torture once the bugs leave the body, assuming they didn't leave any eggs behind. That is. And actually, so my mom used to talk about like earwigs all the time. I don't remember if that's because of this or if it's just because she was scared of bugs in your orifices, but um, not surprising that they're linked. There's nothing that scared me more as a child than the scene in The Mummy. Where yes. the bugs are inside of his skin. Yeah, that and that's always wrong. what I think of when I hear stuff like this. Right. So then there's the Andudano, uh, which is they are drawn to the bedridden. Dad, better watch out um, as you recover from surgery. Um, he can walk. Yeah, he can walk actually really fast. He's like way faster <laughs> really than he's fast. been for the past few years. It's like you're talking about a baby who just learned how to walk. No way. I mean, yeah, essentially. <laughs> like, but he's scooting, man. He's going. Uh, anyway. So congrats, Dad. You no longer are uh, in danger of this. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, these creatures will sneak in through windows and lick the ill with snake-like tongues to make Ew. them die faster. Once they die, they will wait for the perfect moment to dig up and consume the corpse. Then you got the Kumakatak, which is um, the Filipino version of the Irish Banshee. Um, which if you haven't heard of that, we might do a story on that later. Um, but anyway, so it's believed that there are three hooded creatures, one young woman and two el- elderly men, which will knock on your door at night and bring you the warning of impending death in the family. Um, the Kumakatak, uh, I said it really well the first time, I think, but now it's falling apart. Uh, they only bring the omen, but they don't kill the people, right? So not answering the knock on the door will do nothing but not tell you who it is. Right. So this is actually related it's as like, well. It's um, like the... F- What's it called? The ring. Yeah. Um, so this is actually uh, related to another superstition my mom believes in, which is uh, you don't take pictures in groups of three because the middle person will die. And it turns out that that is related to this uh, legend as well. Okay. Yeah. I, I, we've had so many fights. <laughs> it's like I was I've been a skeptical skeptic since I was a young demonio. OK. And like <laughs> I was like, Mom, like she would get like actually angry at me. Right. For doing these weird superstitions I never heard of. Like One time I was eating cereal in a bowl and I overfilled the milk. Right. I was like, well, I'm not going to be the jackass dragging milk all across the house. So I put the bowl on a plate to capture the milk that was overflowing from this bowl. Right. So I go sit down. I'm trying to enjoy my cereal. My mom comes in. Get that bowl off that plate. You're going to die. I'm like, okay, what? There's something I don't I'm not getting here. Right. And it's apparently it's a superstition, but she was so mad. And I'm just like, like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I, I will not remove this bowl from this plate. Like, I was just like, and we're like screaming at each other. And then like the rest of the family is like, what is going on? And like, we talk about it and they're like, OK, you both are being absolutely ridiculous because I could have just taken the bowl off the plate. Right. But also, why is she so angry about it? And then like this whole pictures of three thing. After she said that, I took like a thousand pictures of three. I'm oh still gosh. alive. And like I was I always put myself in the middle just in case, you know, <laughs> like I wasn't going to do Becky to it. Um, but anyway, and then I was just like, look at all these pictures, mom, I'm fine you know and i was just like such a turd about it breaking her heart but really at the end of the day this is absurd well i remember the first um new year's i had with your family we'd been dating like six months right yeah sure and uh obviously this isn't just a filipino thing but they do the whole black eyed peas for good luck yeah. And I, I, just, I think Southern actually, but absolutely yeah. detest black eyed peas. <laughs> yeah. I think they are completely disgusting. And I, it was like, the funny thing was like the first time she was like, here, I have some black eyed peas. And I was like, no, I'm good. And I heard the look on her face. Like I wasn't asking. And also like, it wasn't like a, it's not like for you to enjoy. It's like, so I don't die the next year. Well, and birthday cake. 
I hate birthday cake so bad. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. And so every year since then, I still, I've never eaten them. And every year she tries to get me to, and I think she dies a little more inside she like, every time I refuse. Well, it's like a, it's like a given, like we're going to do, because I hate black eyed peas as well. They're I absolutely, so, they're so gross. I, I detest them. I'm not going to eat them. Can we make it like candy? Right. Here's chocolate. Chocolate is good for you. You have to eat it, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, it's the same. I always have the same fight with her with birthday cake because it's like, if you don't eat the birthday cake, I can't remember if it's bad luck for you or bad luck for the birthday person, but I was like, I'm not going to eat it. It's disgusting, you know? So, my mom, according to my mom, I should be dead a thousand times over, <laughs> which probably makes sense why she was so overprotective growing up of me. Becky, on the other hand, total pro. She's just like, yeah, sure. Give me the black eyed peas. Give me the birthday yeah, cake. I'll take the bowl off. I don't year, care. Yeah. Yeah, she'll do, she'll do any of these weird rituals. And that's why it's like compared to her, I am the demon. You know, like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so anyway, here's one called the Allen, uh, A-L-A-N <clears throat> probably pronounced Alan, but you know, forget it. Uh, anyway, so they're small, disfigured human, like, uh, avian humanoid, sorry, avian like beasts with long backwards feet and fingers that can be, be found hanging from trees in the jungles of the Philippines. Ugh. Yeah. So while the lore is silent about whether or not the Alan kill, um, the myths go into depth about their disgusting practices. They will collect menstrual blood after birth and even aborted fetuses, which they use to make misshapen Franken babies. Which is a good hobby. I mean, really, if you're going to be a demon. With your weird fingers and backwards feet. Yeah, what else are you going to do? You've really been dealt some bad cards, you know? So there's also the Amaranhig, which is a zombie-like version of the Aswang. Um, so they bite their victims on the neck, um, but they can also catch humans and tickle them to death. So I heard about that one when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, that sounds horrible. So I actually was so ticklish as a kid and all my cousins and Becky, uh, my sister knew it. And so they would tickle me all the time. So then one day when I was eight, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be ticklish anymore. And I just like stopped being ticklish, which I didn't know was a thing you could do. And so like, and they can they can back this up because I was like the most ticklish kid and they would use it against me. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. And like, by power will got rid of all my ticklishness and then they were like okay this kid is <laughs> demonio like this dude's done man um yeah and i'm still not ticklish which is really weird um but yeah anyway this monster was related to that though uh but yeah so tickle them to death and so i was like well it's life or death so i guess i won't be ticklish <laughs> anymore um so anyway they uh reek of decay and look like rotting corpses and they move with a stiff shuffling gait now here's the great thing about this um like most of the early zombie movies, these creatures can be avoided by not moving in a straight line. You can just zigzag <laughs> because they can only move in a straight line. You can also climb a tree because they're not good at that. Um, they can't climb at all. Go inside in of a house, I'm assuming. Yeah. Lock a door. And they also are unable to cross water. So not only like directly, like you don't have to get in the river. They won't go over bridges either. So just find yourself a bridge. You're good. All right, this guy, um, this one seems pretty harmless to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a zombie. It's just a zombie story. And then there's Capre, which was one of the main ones that my cousin told me about, which are hairy giants with glowing eyes uh, and a cigar. That's very, you have, they have to have the cigar. Um, they can, you can, hmm? Where weird. are they buying these cigars from? They're making them, babe. They're demons. They can just like. Conjure cigars? Yeah. Okay. Them and the, the horseman. Um, anyway, so they can be. Found sitting on the trees, uh, waiting for nightfall to scary, scare naughty children who are outside of their homes late at night. In other words, that's the, the copre will get you come home type of thing, right? Um, so anyway, he's a unique Filipino monster because he doesn't steal fetuses or eat people or cut them up. Um, the copre simply enjoys scaring children just for the sake of scaring them. Um, he... 
in not rec- okay, but I get it. Yeah, he like laughs at them for being scared, <laughs> and then that's it. He just goes wrong. Uh, they say he just sounds more like a dick <laughs> yeah. than like well, actually they, terrifying. They say, they say that you can uh, you can actually see his cigar smoke in a tree um, and know to avoid that tree, right? Yeah, so the copper. So anyway, um, here's one legit story, just because a lot of those, you know, were kind of very fo- folklorish and stuff. So I just wanted to give you guys one interesting story to end with. So on the night of February 21st, 1977, uh, firefighters responded to a call and arrived at a Chicago apartment building. So this happened here. Um to put out a fire. They discovered that the fire was confined to room number uh, 15B and was Teresita Bassa's room, okay? When they went in, they found that there was uh, a woman uh, underneath a mattress and the room was caught on fire, but the woman had passed away, okay? So they found out, like, the fire was a cover-up for a rape murder, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so the only thing that that had survived the fire that they could use as a clue was a note that said, quote, get tickets to AS. That was it, okay? So they didn't know what AS meant or anything like that. And so they, the cops met with a co-worker of this murdered woman, okay? And the co-worker, the husband was like really like um, embarrassed, like he didn't want to say why he thinks the the coworker could help. And they were like pushing him, pushing him. Okay. Like, what is it? And she goes, and he says, well, it's because she can talk to spirits. Right. Which is a big deal in the Filipino culture. And so she was like, I, I think I could, cause we were close. I think I can talk to her. Right. And so the cops are like, whatever, like we, we have nothing other than two letters. Like we'll do anything. Right. right? So she goes into a trance like state and provides not only who the person was uh as stood for alan showery right she also provided that um he had stolen a bunch of jewelry and described every single piece of jewelry that he had stolen described how the incident went down when it went down and pretty much every detail they needed uh so whenever they uh presented all of this from the trance-like state to alan showery he pled guilty to the murder wow yeah so super weird case uh even though it happened here they actually both came from the same uh town in the philippines um and so that's something that like is really prominent in filipino culture so along with all this folklore which really started from like the the native aspect of things there is like the super spiritual like catholic aspect of um you know ritualism and like fear of it and superstition and um you know, all this other stuff, like exorcisms, which I'm actually, I have a Filipino case of an exorcism, which I'll do with an exorcism episode. Um, but yeah, so like that culture has like a weird dichotomy of like all this native stuff, but then also this like, like European, uh, spiritual and spirituality. Right. And so it's like a really weird mix there, similar to like Mexico and, and some of the South American countries where you get this like rich, um, spirituality. Yeah. So in my personal situation, I didn't have any of that. Like, we don't... I had, like, your basic, like, ghosts, werewolves, vampires that we talked about as kids. Like, I remember we did, like, Bloody Mary, right? And, like, things like that. But we didn't have, like, scary stories that your parents or anybody tells you about of, like, this thing that your whole culture believes in, specifically. Well, that, that they actually believe in, right? Like, yeah. And I think that's the thing that, like, we like to look back on like in the medieval times, they really thought vampires were real, right? Yeah, of course. Werewolves were real. And I think that that's really cool that that still happens 
I mean, in sections of this country, sure, but like in whole entire countries. So. Yeah, then that's why I kind of was thinking of it, because like for me specifically, that just wasn't a thing. And so I always wonder like how much of it really is just like parents trying to scare their kids, you know, like the guy yeah. who sits in the Copper. tree. Yeah. yeah. And how much of it is like deeper stuff that people actually, however many hundreds of years ago, really, really believed and saw or thought they saw or whatever and described. And then that's why it continued onward. And people have continued to have these like sightings or beliefs or whatever of the same thing. Right. And so that's just always been interesting to me, especially because I have literally no personal experience with any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought about that. Like, um, for instance, like, the, like so many of these things are avian or bird like, you know, and so obviously like it's really tough in a dense jungle to see what you actually saw. So to, anything winged could have been any of these things, yeah, you know, like, and so these perpetuations of like these stories is just super interesting. I've always loved thinking about that. I type like of to stuff. think about like if the, what's the one again that sits in a tree, his name Capri is just some dude who like smokes a cigar. Yeah. He just like, happened in the, like in the like thirties who liked to like scare kids. Yeah. Like one dude really did just <laughs> troll these children. And he was like kind of hairy yeah. and big. Yeah. And they were like, that's a monster. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Um, anyway. So yeah. Interesting. My people. Oh, speaking of Filipino stuff real quick. If you're interested in the culture, eat the food. because it's So good, man. So good. Um, Adobo, sinigang, like all this stuff, like lumpia. Lumpia is like egg rolls, but minus any of the healthy stuff. Um, Just meat, fried meat, fried meat. Like so, if you, if you've never checked out Filipino culture, uh, you know, hit me up on social media. I'll help you out. Like, but it's worth because like that's something like Rach, you you never in, even intersected with Filipino culture, right? Oh, no, I knew nothing yeah. of, and other than the fact that you they existed, right? Yeah. So like, if you haven't. Start start there. Like we're so much more than uh, Chinese food, although we do love rice, like like a lot. So much rice. So much rice. Anyway, so let's take a quick break for some ads that are not Filipino related. Hey guys, I'm Brittany and I'm Kelly, and we're the hosts of the Faves of Our Lives, the podcast about everyone's favorite everything. This season, we talk about everyone's favorite TV shows by taking polls and comments on social media. Join us for laughs, banter, and made-up words. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the Faves of RL One. That's at the Faves of RL and the number one. Bye. Bye. So I want to take a moment to talk about PodCoin. It's a new app that's out there that actually pays you to listen to podcasts, which considering you're listening to our podcast, I would think maybe you're interested in this. Um, for every 10 minutes that you listen to it, you're going to get something called a PodCoin, which you can use to rack up uh, gift cards or stuff for charity. So like we do calories for dogs or like dog food as Rachel so adamantly wants me to call it, but they count it in calories. And so dadgummit, we've donated like 9,000 calories to pups. Um, it's pretty great. So no other podcast app lets you do that. So check it out. Podcoin use our promo code skep skep S K E P S K E P all caps, no spaces, and you'll get 300 free pod coins, uh, for your session with Podcoin. I'm going to be talking about the doodler. <laughs> I've been trying to say it without laughing like five times. It's just so funny. Like, okay, so this is a, this is a serial killer, right? Which like, 
I have to say, if I was a serial killer, if I was out there murdering people and I heard on the news someone call me the doodler. Oh, man. I'd be pretty pissed. I know. Jack the Ripper was like pumped about his name, right? Best name Zodiac ever. killer. Excellent. So cool. The doodler sitting there the turns doodler. on the news. He's like, oh, man, this is it. Finally, they're going to name me. <laughs> the doodler. So um, these killings happened in San Francisco between January 1974 and September of 1975. Did they overlap with the Zodiac? No, actually, the Zodiac Killer was like the like late sixties, early seventies. Okay, so just this a was just bit a little. Before. This okay. was a few years after. So yeah, January nineteen seventy four to September nineteen seventy five. Um, between five and fourteen men were murdered, and three were assaulted but got away. Um, and they were all. That's cool because I think that's like the first, at least in a long time, that I've heard of a serial killer that actually targeted dudes. Yes, and there's a reason for that. Okay, cool. They were all gay. Oh, no, and not cool. <laughs> we're believing that we're assuming the murderer was also gay. It wasn't like a hate it was crime. like a Dahmer type thing, too. Yes, it yeah. was a he would he would like meet them places, have Try- sexual <laughs> encounters and then murder Try- them. passion type thing. Yes. OK, he got his name of the doodler because he would drop he would draw them before he killed them. I figured. Yeah. I mean, what else would but, the doodler be? OK. But here's the thing. You could, you could still make him scary. Like the sketch artist, the, the sketch something. The like, sketcher, the the artist. Yeah, the artist. The ar- that would be epic. Yeah. That would be a cool the name. The artist, that's a great serial Whoever killer. Whoever was like sitting around is, because you know it's always uh, reporters. It's They're the media, always, yeah. The media is the one who does this. So there's this room of reporters and reporters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? That's, um, that's what we should call that person. <laughs> you're not a reporter, you're a reporter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're like out of all the names they said that was the best one i think like the 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 guy who's like legendary in the san francisco area for having named the zodiac killer is like sitting in this nice chair puffing a cigar we should call him the artist you know yeah and then like this like the other newspaper comes out like <laughs> yeah two, like a day before his <laughs> right. did yeah the doodler the and doodler they're like what just is like, this I know. Like, look at this crap <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah luckily he didn't draw them after they were dead like he liked to draw sketches of them alive. So that was a little less unpleasant. So like a live day of or did he? Yeah, he would just meet these people. Okay. Like he didn't know them beforehand. He would basically pick them, pick them up at clubs so or bars. So that was probably like his shtick. Like yeah, his, oh yeah, like, it was his thing. How, yeah. to, how to date me thing. Um, so the first victim was Gerald Cavanaugh. He was 49 years old and um, he was a Canadian immigrant. His body was found on January 24th, which is when it started, 1974, on a beach. He was stabbed repeatedly in the front and back of his body. Um, it's sad. It was deemed he was conscious when it happened because he had defense wounds. Um, which I feel like bleeding out from stab wounds would be. It's probably one of the worst ways. Pretty to get rough. Yeah, I did. I, I, I'm pretty sure in all of them he did get the aorta. So I'm sure it was kind pretty of quick, fast, yeah. but still not pleasant. Um. Next on the list was Joseph J. Stevens. He was 27, um, found at a lake uh, by a lake in San Francisco on June 25th. Um, also stabbed and had been killed really recently. Most of these deaths happened within about like like less than 12 hours before they found the bodies. So it was pretty quick. Like it wasn't well because he also just kind of left them. Most of the most people he killed, he just would kill them and then literally leave them wherever he killed them. Um, he didn't attempt to hide anything. What a time to be a killer, man. Where you could just be like, stab, 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 peace. Yeah. Get in your car. See you later. Not even wearing gloves. What gloves? Yeah. You didn't need them. Why? 
because there was so no there was no people. DNA evidence it's to do so anything easy with it. To do it. Um, so the next victim you might end up with a bad name, but at least you won't get caught. Doodler. The next victim was Klaus Christman. Um, he was a German immigrant. I put these just because it's like out of five of these dudes, three of them were all immigrants, immigrants which was weird. really interesting to me. Um, he was discovered by a woman walking her dog in a park on July 7th. Um, his death was actually considered much more violent than all the others. He was stabbed like a lot more hmm. and his throat was slashed a few times, which none of the rest of them were, which to me sounds like maybe he yelled and screamed mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. Or maybe he made him more angry. Yeah. Who knows? Um, the other two men, or the violence is progressing. Yeah, that's that true. Happens too. So all, all the other men were single. Uh, this guy was married with kids. The one that he did more to? Yes. Okay. And he also had uh, a makeup tube, which I don't know what it is. I'm assuming it's like mascara. Sure. Um, which made them believe he was a closeted gay man. Okay, yeah. Um. So after Christmas is when the police, like... Could you imagine figuring, like being the wife and kids, Aww. and that's how you find out? Like, not only is your husband dead, but your husband but was also, also gay. And, like, living a different life, too. Yeah, that'd oh, be really hard. Man. Um. So, after Christmas was when the police officially called this, like, a string of murders by one person. That's when they said these are all way too similar. Yeah. Um. Next was Frederick. And they were really waiting that out, huh? <laughs> like, well, three. I feel like three is, like... One obviously is one. Two, it's like eh, maybe. Third one, it's like okay. Okay, I guess. You know, like sure. it's like all right. Third times, third times the charm. Yeah, <laughs> for the doodler. Mm, for the doodler. <laughs> it's freaking Ned Flanders. Happily doodly. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next victim was Frederick Kappen. He was thirty-two, and he was found on May twelfth of nineteen seventy-five. So this was almost a year later of the last one. The last hmm. one was found on July seventh of nineteen seventy-four. Um, and I always wonder with that, like. Did he just chill? Did he decide, I don't want to kill anymore right now? Or did he kill others and we just didn't find them? With a different method, yeah. Or in a different place. Yeah, but also he was like not good at it. It's not like he hid them. So I always wonder with that, like, because, okay, like, I always, what if he was, he was obviously having lots of sexual encounters with men. What if like throughout that whole time he was and he didn't kill any of them? Mm. And then just all of a sudden, the next time he's like, nope, it's you. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Like, how you. crazy is that? That you just happen to be one of them that like. Something he- I've always thought about is like, like how Bundy's went across three straight, his three states. Yeah, or right. Whatever. Like, so, you know, so I'm sure somebody would have put it together by now. But if a bunch of, you know, gay guys were getting murdered in, you know, a couple states over. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he actually was the only one that was moved. So all the others were left in the same spot. He was moved, but only like 20 feet away. And the only reason they know is because there was like brush marks and also there's blood 20 feet away. <laughs> so he, he was like, you know what, this one, I'm going to put in the I'm going to move this one. And then he was like, God, this is so much hard work. <laughs> I've never been caught before. I'm done. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> Look at all this bloody brush. I can't do it. Okay. And then um, Harold Goldberg, he was 66. Oh, no. Uh, and he was a Swedish immigrant. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely much older. There was like 49, 27, 32, and then 66. Um, and he was found on June 4th, 1975 in a park. He was pretty decomposed because he actually wasn't found for two weeks after his oh, death. Wow. So maybe the guy was like changing it up. Maybe he was like trying to actually go to a sketchy place we weren't going to see rather than out in the middle the of everywhere. Ever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, his was different because like I said, he was older. And then also another thing is 
in every other killing, um, because he would have the sexual encounters and then kill them, either he waited until their clothes were back on or he put their clothes back on. Every single, uh, all of them were completely clothed, hmm. um, except for Goldberg. He, his, the, the most the, recent, yes, the older guy. Yes, the, okay. the older man. Um, his pants were unzipped and he, the guy had taken his underwear with him. Huh. Um, and he is, I, like, I can't even say this seriously. He is believed to be the final victim of the doodler. Just like, it really ruins it. Like, I'm talking about this super serious thing and then it's just like, the doodler. Maybe it's like a little backhanded 70s bigotry towards gay dudes, you know? Like, Oh, sad. Yeah, I mean, really, think about it, though. Yeah. Like, so this is like the real kick in the crotch, especially for the five guys who died. Not that it wasn't enough that they died. Um, the three victims who were assaulted and got away, um, they um, refused to give any statements or testify because they didn't want to be outed. Mm. They were all... The 70s, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but we actually do know, I don't know how we know this, I'm thinking, assuming it got out somehow, that among the three, one was a well-known entertainer and the other was a diplomat. Oh, wow. So it was like a big deal. Oh, that's like, why not they, only, they couldn't come out, yeah. Right, like not only did you not want to for yourself, but also your careers. Wow. Um, so they actually had a specific man um, as a suspect that they... that they could pretty strongly tie to the murders, but because obviously back then there was no DNA evidence really, and they didn't really have anything. And because those three men would not testify, they couldn't, they couldn't um, convict him. Wow. So there were two other um, potential suspects who arose in 1977 because they had been arrested under suspicion of a murder with very similar circumstances. Okay. Um, that all that had all happened after homosexual encounters, quote unquote. That's what they said. Um, up to 28 of them. But again, because of no evidence at all, they could not connect them to these specific murders. And, and also because of no witnesses, because those three guys wouldn't talk. Um, the case is still open and ongoing. And in February 2019, police offered a hundred thousand dollar reward for any information about the murderer. Well, yeah, maybe some of these people are out now. Yeah, maybe they'd be willing to talk about yeah. it. Oh, wow. Or maybe they're not, like, in the spotlight anymore, so they don't care. Yeah. They kind of be like, whatever. Wow. But, but right. I mean, it was the 70s. You couldn't do that. No. That was... Yeah, I mean, it's different. That was different a career-ending move. Wow. So, if you're in the San Francisco area, and you happen to be, you know, a homosexual man, be careful. Because the doodler is afoot. <laughs> the doodler. <laughs> it just sounds like someone who's like trying really hard to be evil, like a bad, like a, ba yeah, like, a bad like guy. Like a SpongeBob villain. Yeah, but they're like really bad at it. Yeah. Like the worst thing they do is like draw on people's walls. Yeah, but really, this person's actually really good at being bad. Oh, yeah. They're the, well, not eh, really not good. Really, but just it's the well, 70s. I mean, they kill people. They're just yes. not good at it. Yeah. Yes. Huh. They might be good at murdering. They're not very good at covering their tracks. It just, they got lucky it was in the 70s. Yep. Um, and they didn't drive a super specific car like Ted Bundy did. Yeah. Dumb, dumb Ted Bundy. By the way, if you haven't seen the new Ted Bundy stuff on Netflix, it's all good. Do. Yeah. All of it. All of it's good. Um, all right. Cool. You got anything else this week? No, other than the fact that it's just sad. That is sad. See, that's why I hate when you do these. I know. You know... Uh, it's just like I have a battle between the fact that it's sad and icky, but also I love psychology and everything about it. And yeah, I, but this one's not even psychological, really. No, it is. 
why kill people you want to like what like i don't i don't understand the difference between someone who like having okay because you know there's a lot of people out there who like just murder and then there's people who rape and murder right and so i get that the rape is part of the attack but then there's the people who like want to have um what's the word where you both agree consensual consensual sex first and then murder it's very confusing to me like what why and this person clearly seems like the the sexual act is totally separated same as jeffrey dahmer yeah totally separated all, like it was always sex was sex was like its own function it's, well, own it's thing. almost like they don't they don't want that part violent yeah but then they want to murder and like with jeffrey like dahmer se- i mean he it might be just like two separate conquests you know like yeah, and it may it's, they may just have nothing to do with each other to them. Right. When for other people, the sexual aspect Super of it is related. huge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's weird. Um, all right. Yes, it's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, thanks for listening. We will catch you guys next week. I might need to change the uh, <laughs> the release date again because of that. Uh, just so you guys know, I'm like switching up jobs within Amazon a little RJ's bit. Schedules all left up. Right yeah, now. my, my schedule is like. The most topsy turvy schedule you could possibly have. It's not so even real. It's yeah, it's it's a fairy tale schedule. So, uh, depending on what I settle on and land on, that's what I'll uh, change the release date. But it to. will be out. It will happen. Yeah, we will definitely record. Get ready to hear about the big man himself. Oh yeah, Bigfoot, Mister Foot. Mister, would you back up there, Mister Foot? You're out of <laughs> out focus. Of focus. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of (laughs) goofy movie references. The first time we get to say that (laughs) in our podcast, probably not the last. (laughs) Anyway, um, yep, that's all I got. I appreciate you guys. Ha! Couldn't go a week without saying it. Gross. Uh, I said appreciate, though, this time. Mm, now, Now you're making appreciate sound annoying. Anyway, I appreciate all of you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.